Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome once again to the WP Builds Podcast. You've reached episode number 317, entitled Thinking the Unthinkable. Episode 3, Page Builders are the Scourge of the Internet. <laughs> it was published on Thursday the 9th of March 2023. My name's Nathan Wrigley and in a few short moments I'll be joined by David Wormsley so that we can have our Thinking the Unthinkable episode chat. But before then, a few bits of housekeeping. The first thing to mention is that in the coming weeks we've got two live events coming up. We've taken a bit of a hiatus from live events but we've got two coming up. The first one to mention is on the 14th of March. I've got my UIUX show with Pete Chineri. We've been trying to do this more regularly and it's back. If you have a website that you would like Peacher to have a look at, perhaps it's something that you're working on, and from a UI UX point of view, you're not 100% sure. Could be a client site, could be your own site. Well, the way to get that in front of her eyes and on the show so that she can dissect it with her expert opinion, head to wpbuilds.com forward slash UI and fill out the form there. Feel free to share that link with anybody that you know. We're always welcoming new websites that she can take a look at. So yeah, that's on the 14th of March, bookmark that one. And also we've got a live WS form demo with Mark Westgard and I'm joining forces with Bob Don from Do The Woo podcast on this one. That's going to be the following day. So that's the 15th of March. That will be available in the usual spot. So that's wpbuilds.com forward slash live. There's no registration or anything like that. But just remember that it's happening. If you're curious about what WS Form can do, Mark will be there to answer your questions on the 15th of March. The only other things to mention are, if you would like to keep up to date with what we do at WP Builds, head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe and fill in the forms there. It's got our social channels, YouTube, Twitter, Mastodon and all that over there as well. If you're enjoying the podcast, we would seriously welcome a review over on the Apple platform or wherever you get your podcasts. Any reviews are really, really helpful. And I believe that you can add ratings up to five stars and we welcome that as well. The very last thing to mention is our WP Builds Deals page. It's a bit like Black Friday, but every single day of the week, go there if you're in the market for something WordPressy, plugin, theme, block pattern, whatever it may be, wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, you get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more by going to go.me forward slash WP builds once more, go.me forward slash WP builds and sincerest thanks to GoDaddy Pro for their continuing ongoing support for this, the WP builds podcast.
Okay, what have we got for you today? Well, we've got episode number 317 in our Thinking the Unthinkable series. We take a slightly controversial subject and then we try to discuss that. And today it's page builders are the scourge of the internet. Are they making us reliant on technology which de-skills us? Are we including code bloat? Have we got a poor UI or UX experience for our clients? Do we truly get what you see is what you get? Are they difficult to scale? Are they restrictive? Do they bring along security concerns and dependencies? You can see there's a whole load that we get into this week and I hope that you enjoy it. Welcome to the third installment of our Thinking the Unthinkable series, where we attempt to understand or rationalize controversial opinions on WordPress and web design. Today's topic is page builders are the scourge of the internet. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Shall we just talk about what we said last time? We yes. did say we were going to discuss the view of some that WordPress is too woke. And well, we canceled ourselves. We, we got round to trying to record it and we thought we can't do this. No. We had a um, long chat, didn't we? We had a, like, yeah. I think we probably spent an hour chatting about that subject and whether or not we should stray into that well, minefield, essentially. And yeah. like you said, we, we ended up cancelling ourselves, which is probably for the best. <laughs> yeah. Cowards it's though it, we are. I know, it seemed like a good topic because I think you've got a good understanding of the community and I had this kind of career mapped out, which was academic one around diversity. So I like the kind of discussing these kind of topics that come up there, but it's just too big for this podcast yeah. in a sort of chatty way. And and. And also, I mean, I, I'm very much out of touch, if you like, with being in India for the last decade. You know, uh, a, a lot is focused on this topic around kind of US politics and thoughts there. Right, right. I would have, de I would have definitely put my foot in it. So there we go. Right. So, <laughs> so, so we've quickly bypassed that episode entirely. Yeah. And now we're on to page builders are the scourge of the Internet. Well, yeah, this will be an interesting subject. I think for a lot of people, I this really is thinking the unthinkable. And for you, increasingly, it's, well, I would have thought this was unthinkable for you two yeah. years ago, but now this is what you're thinking. Crikey, yeah. how many times can I say thinking in a sentence? Let's get into it. Yeah, I'd never go that far. And I don't think I've ever seen that expressed in that way. But there are plenty why you shouldn't be using, uh, you know, page builders these days. And there is, of course, within WordPress, the, the debate about Gutenberg versus page builders, seeing Gutenberg as kind of core and different from you know external page builders but for for this we're looking at them all we're putting them all in the same category really they are they are page builders or i think gutenberg is making wordpress more of a page builder so yeah i mean obviously i i with anshan larue we do this page builder summit and the yeah. the the interest in page builders just doesn't seem to be waning you know there's always new no. things to talk about there's always new features and things coming to them they do seem yeah. to be well, I guess it's the trajectory may have calmed down a little bit, but it does seem that there's almost no objection from the WordPress community now. You know, people go in different directions and choose their page builder based upon different criteria. But the idea of it being some pariah status innovation <laughs> seems to have quietened down to the point of silence, really. It is bizarre. I mean, when we started this podcast i think not long after it's my one and only talk at a word camp was literally on the topic of 
our page builders the future you know well i was making a very strong case for that being the case so in this i'm gonna kind of well, we'll start off with some of the arguments against that. Well, first of all, though, I think if if 10 years ago, that was when you did the talk or whenever it was, it probably wasn't yeah. 10 years, but, you know, roundabout, let's say it was five, yeah. six years ago. I think you probably were prescient because it, it did turn out to be the future, right? Nobody could argue yeah. that lots of, lots of these uh, page builders have come along. Some of them have been extremely successful, yeah. you know, making huge inroads into the, the the figures for how many wordpress websites are being used and you know the percentage of one page builder over another great talking points in the in the wordpress news over the last few years so i think you probably were right but it's interesting also that you now seem to have gone full circle yeah. but yeah we'll get on to that yeah i'm going yeah i've seen some of the downsides and and it's just you know, my business changing. But yeah, so I think all of these articles are saying not to use page builders include the points we've got here. And the first one being, I guess, the obvious one is the, the code bloat that comes with page oh, yeah. builders. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think and, at the beginning when page builders came around, nobody was really paying any attention to this. It was all about the the UI and the fact that there was a different experience to building pages, significantly easier. But then after that initial excitement died down i think people did start to get get really interested in what was being put out and in i think in many cases there was a lot of concern that whoa we've got divs within divs within divs just to achieve something really basic and yeah i, I think code bloat is a legitimate concern i'm not sure whether it's still too much of a concern because i don't pay attention to that discussion but um, i would imagine it's you know the the developers of all these different things have gone to town uh, since google have announced that this stuff mm. is important and mm. gone to town to make things a bit leaner but i don't really have any data for that no and i think we're still you know we discussed before the kind of challenge of jamstack and it's very much on a new performance and to some a more green web you know where you are you know putting up on the web only what is needed and and i think uh and, and trying to serve it to the edge of the web so people receive their their files that they need for a website closest to where they are and all mm. of that. So it kind of comes into this. I mean, it is tricky, isn't it? If you're going to make something that's going to save people time, then you do, yeah, and it's for multiple people, then you need to put more in that system than is actually required and that any one individual will need. So, you know, but this is the balance we have with everything, isn't it? There's no way we're just going to go back to, you know, notepad and uh, write out our CMSs each time. Yeah. <laughs> I, do line. I do wonder yeah. as well for a significant proportion of people using page builders, I do wonder how much all of this matters, you know, code bloke, the, the, the really the prime motivation for using a page builder is just to make it easy. And yeah. so long as the website behaves and looks how they designed it on the, that canvas, they don't really care. Yeah. I mean, it's people like, you know, you and I and people in the WordPress industry or website building industry that care about this stuff probably slightly exclusively. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it does matter. And it's a, it is definitely a strike against page builders in that you, you certainly can achieve most of the tasks that a page builder would achieve with, I would imagine, a significant amount less code just by the nature of what the page builder is trying to do. It's trying to 
you know, do multiple things at the same time and make the interface easy to use and so on. And it's probably corners that need to be cut or I should say uh, corners that need to be made bigger. <laughs> I mean, it's always a trap that a page builder ends up in whatever they do, because the, the, the appeal of them is it makes it a lot easier for people to just get a website up. And, you know, the more people it attracts, then the more diverse the requests are for that page builder right. to do this yeah. and trends trends change so it's very hard to deprecate something that you've put in because sites are running that but you need to put the new trend that's come in as well so it's really hard for it to we, stop yeah bloating. we did see that trend didn't we over the last several years we saw page builders adding in feature after feature because mm. their users were clamoring for it and then i don't know if it was the same users or a different set of users then shouting put the brakes on Yes, no yes. more new features. Let's just refine what we've gotten. So it's, yeah, it's curious. It's a, a lesson in not being able to satisfy your users ever. Well, not all of them anyway. <laughs> it's it's always a balance. I've put in this one, I don't know if it's mentioned in articles I've seen that are critical. I've put this one in. It's not in so much, but it's um, poor user experience. And what I'm arguing here is that if you use a page builder, which I have for a long time and loved it, but UX does go a little bit out the window because you can drag and drop so much in there and make your site so quickly. It it can lead you away from thinking about, does this need to be there for the design? Does this help users? Yeah, we'll, we'll, come, on to other, we'll come on to aspects of this question later possibly. Mm. But yeah, essentially you drag in a module or an element or whatever the wording is for your page builder, but you drag something onto the canvas and, and you just fiddle with it. You know, yeah. you don't really worry too much. Oh, okay, that's the default. Let's just use those. I'll I'll type a different set of words and then click save. And you may not be thinking about whether you've used the, the right, I don't know, H tag, for example, something like that. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. I think where wherever there's an option to save us time, we're going to use it, whether or not yeah. that's the correct thing to do. Um, I guess an, another thing to be, to be thrown into that is just, cookie cutter you get the feeling that a lot of websites are just kind of cut from a template and it just feels a bit formulaic you know you can yeah. see that over the internet in spades these days can't you well that was one of the points that were put down about it can be a killer on creativity and we were talking earlier weren't we and and for me that was a bit like how certain language copy that's used on websites become blah blah because it's cliche and yeah. i think templates are visual blah blah sometimes and yeah because you know you you tend to follow these sort of templates and then it becomes very difficult when technology i think particularly at the moment we've got one thing that would challenge page builders at the moment certainly wordpress ones is a grid css because it allows you to do all these kind of unique layouts quite easily with mm. very minimal code mm. which most page builders are still based around the concept of rows you know yeah um, I, i'm curious actually i wonder what the listenership would make of this you know i wonder what people are typically doing when they start a blank page let's say you've just got a brand new project and it's for yeah i don't know um a, a fitness club or something like that i wonder if there is a temptation rather than use your creative juices or a designer to use their creative juices to come up with a nice layout. I wonder if there's a temptation to just go and find the, the, the approximate best template or collection of rows that seem to do the best job and tweak from there because it gets mm. you to the end goal quicker. 
it may not be the best solution, but it certainly is a quicker solution. So I, I don't really know. I suppose the budget and everything really do really do impact on that. But I, I wonder, as a, as a proportion of the users, I wonder what percentage of us attempted to just throw in temp- templated yeah. rows and everything just to make it a whole lot easier. I, I know that temptation's real because I've done it myself. You know, it's just quicker to chuck something in and build off of that, even if it's just the inspiration and then you just mimic it underneath with your own take on it but it definitely is easier i i guess this this kind of debate over this is the same as any even like the template ones because it's you've always got this balance so you take a template because it gets you up and running very quickly but then you spend you know it's the balance between how much time do you then spend fighting against the way the template works that doesn't work yeah quite as you want it you know the responsivity of it hasn't been set in yeah. the way that you would like it and your content isn't quite fitting what's there so yeah yeah that's a that's a big one yeah yeah and i think page builders are pretty much like that you know they save you a load of time because you've got something off the shelf but you know how much time might it take up later when it's not quite fitting exactly what you want and then you've got the and this is the other points we've got here on the here was about the it's not readily uh, it's not something that you can easily scale up if you've got too much code that you didn't actually need in the first place there You've got something to fight against and not necessarily because you've set yourself to something which is more complex, adaptable to technology changes and changes in browsers. Did did you ever discover a website in the wild? So an actual website that's being used is, you know, somebody's built it and it's deployed and it's out there. Did you ever come across one which was obviously from a template from a page builder that you're familiar with? Because I, I get it probably once every sort of six or seven months, I'll see a website and I'll say, boy, that that's literally a template that I'm familiar with. They haven't even haven't even changed the default images. It's just exactly <laughs> the same. And I've, I've seen it a couple of times yes. and I think that's curious. Yeah, I think I have. Uh, sometimes, you know, it's quite, quite, I was able to spot on look sometimes which page builder might have been used and right. i don't know what the giveaway signs were you know yeah yeah okay but, so you, there's uh, a look and feel to a certain page builder that you can that you can fit yeah that's interesting yeah. So, sometimes with elementary because it was one of the first to do a lot of this kind of scroll um animation stuff yes <clears throat> so when you see a site where you know perhaps that animation really shouldn't be there but someone's just had it available so they've used it and you just think i bet that's an element it's like yeah it is because <laughs> <Yeah, 'cause laughs> the tools were there you yeah, know interesting yeah uh, so poor user experience possibly uh, a, a thing the next yeah. point you've got is what you see is what you get, but not what others get. What were you meaning there? Oh, I was just meaning that I, I guess we've got two audiences for the page builder. I think, you know, one of the difficulties I've had with, it's not a difficulty for me. Uh, I know how responsive settings work and how to go to it. But if I hand that over to clients, they they don't know. So what they see is what they get, but it's not what others are seeing when they go to the site because they haven't thought about these things. They've started to move stuff around. So it's really a little bit about the danger of putting the page builder in the wrong hands. Ah, interesting. Okay, so it wasn't a question of yeah, what you see is literally what you get because I feel that... That yeah. that bridge has now been crossed, hasn't it? You know, it almost pixel perfect yeah, yes. are the layouts that you'd see in your typical page builder. You know, you click save, and the only thing that's different is the UI of the page builder has gone away. Everything else literally looks the same. 
But I do think that Gutenberg still is is really curious in that respect, in that it really yeah. there are large gaps between what you see and what you get, and you have to infer and use your imagination a little bit in some cases. Okay, that 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 padding at the bottom there that won't be there when I click save. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that was my take on it. In some cases, especially Gutenberg, I think we're not we're not there yet. Yeah, it's interesting with Gutenberg. Do you think, because um, I'm really not up to date with the debates, do you think that's the ultimate aim for Gutenberg or or not? Because well, obviously that's yeah. where page builders against Gutenberg come in. Cause I, they, I think they it can... can't be at this point because there's been so much time where they could have changed things. So the, the, the example which always sits with me is that you've got these great big plus icons which yeah. end up in all sorts of places in Gutenberg. So, and it, I don't know, it's probably about 30 pixels high. I don't know exactly, but it's it's big, right? It, it, and yeah. it, it often sits inside a container of some kind. And let's say, for example, I don't know, you've got a blue background color. That blue background color in the container that it's in, it looks as if it's going 30 pixels further down the page than it is. Yeah. And of course, as soon as you remove yourself from the editing experience and go onto the front and it's not there but it was mm. there before and i'm i'm you know they, they've definitely made moves to alter that you know there's now just a little uh little plus black box that appears in different places but still it's not mm. quite what you see is what you get and I'm, I'm guessing that having 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 had enough time to to tweak that if that was the desired outcome They've decided yeah. it isn't. You know, it's an approximation of what you're going to get. Yeah, and that's you know the the tricky thing about the page builder. I mean, that's the, the obviously that's where a lot of third party um, page builders will win over Gutenberg if that's the aim. You know, if that's if that's what you expect, what you see is what you get. But really, why I mentioned that was just the fact that you know maybe that's not the best way to be looking at websites anyway it's a ui which works on lots of different types of devices and and that's the way we should be viewing the website it's not a, a masterpiece of art which looks you know fabulous on your screen mm. so you know does it actually matter that it doesn't match because you actually need the knowledge to know how it works yeah. You know? yeah um and i think you know that's a downside of page builders i think they've if you like almost made us think that we are just working on a canvas as art, you know. Yes, but yes, it's, it is literally like a blank canvas, isn't it? And we're yeah. dumping assets on it and expecting it to be pixel perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Next up, mm. you've got setting the wrong expectation and understanding of the web. <laughs> well, I guess that's just following on for yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, it, it doesn't it encourage. It's linked in with the other point I put about perhaps devaluing our profession if we do learn some code and we do understand you know how copy will work on the web for how it's going to serve people for usability and also for seo if we understand responsivity and accessibility and all of that kind of stuff the problem with the page builder is that it does attract a lot of people who then then can really quickly make something that's beautiful and as far as uh, to where they are in their understanding of how the web works, that is all that a website is. So it's quite difficult to overcome that. I, what I found a little bit is that I want to move away from page builders because I feel that uh, when I say that, 
they they think they already know what I do and miss mm. miss what I actually bring to the table. Yeah. So in some ways, separating myself is seems to be a way of separating myself from a DIYer. Yeah. So in an example where a client, so let's say we've got a non technical user and they've downloaded a a, a mm. page builder and they've become familiar with it over time, then their expectation is that the page is finished when it looks right. Mm. Uh, so, you know, the design that I want to achieve is is exactly this. There it is. I've got all of the bits and pieces. The jigsaw is built. And, of course, yeah. that's only a proportion of the problem that needs to be solved because, as you said, SEO, mm. uh, speed, mm. optimization of images and so on. You mentioned accessibility. They all go deep below in in a sense it's a bit like the the iceberg isn't it you've got the visual bit on the top that's the bit that everybody's concerned about yeah. and then underneath is the is all the other bits and pieces that only people that do this for a living well mostly only people that do this for a living would give concern to and yeah i think it does set that expectation the page builder you are finished with your job as soon as it looks right and you've published it. And that's the end of that game, I think. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot more. If you want your website to be successful, if you want your website to be green and accessible, then mm -hmm. there's definitely more to be expected from that page. And I think, you know, in some ways, page builders do encourage us to think of the web in the perhaps the way we did initially. It was always about oh, I can put my brand on it, on my space on the web. And it's kind of a new place to kind of sell my stuff. And there were brochure sites. And then it was all about how we can kind of make ours look really fabulous on the web with the technology we had. And, you know, it was very difficult in the early days. And I think we can kind of get stuck in there where I think over time we've realized that the web works differently. We can, the, the beauty of it and how it's different from all other mediums is the fact that we can see in real time how users are using it. We understand a little bit about how traffic comes, the long tail and stuff. And we've adapted and slowly, as we realize people for most sites don't have the time to appreciate the artwork on it. It's a UI to help them get a job done. We, we start to see it rather than a piece of artwork. And I feel in some ways, the way that you sell a page builder is all this beautiful template stuff you can create something like that you can do all these whizzy stuff and it can animate this and you can do it with no code and i think sometimes it's the focus that is on the the wrong thing you know what's going to give you success on the web is simply whether you can reach the right people and you can help them to achieve their tasks in the most easy way yeah um, it's it's interesting i was just as you were saying all of those words i was thinking about carpentry for some reason and i was thinking mm. that in most scenarios, I just really want to go into somewhere and buy a table. I just want to, like, you know, examine a bunch of tables and get a table that fits for me. Whereas there, there's something about the art of carpentry, you know, knowing how it's done and how was the lathe set up and all of the bits and pieces and what type of wood to choose and which varnish you went for. It's all of that layer to it, isn't it? And I feel that at the minute you're you're really enjoying being the carpenter again. You've you've mm. found that you want to drop the the page builder because you're enjoying the process of going back, stripping it but down to nothing, and building the canvas up all by yourself with the tools that you're either learning or have learnt. And there's some enjoyment there that you a couple of years ago didn't even know that you were anticipating that you wanted to learn about. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's just getting back, I guess, to. I guess when clients come now, uh, what I've realized and I never realized for a long time is that mostly what they want is not what they need. 
um, because they haven't let yet kind of got a concept, if you like, of the web. They know what one looks like. And they, and it's even with functionality. The last couple of clients have asked me for, can the first thing they've asked me really is if I can create them an appointments calendar. And, and when we've explored it with both of the clients, it's the last thing they need <laughs> because there isn't enough people. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's really, and you end off in a whole different direction. And I think sometimes, you know, I kind of like the way of building up from the beginning and and i think the page builders why i'm moving a little bit away from them that well i am almost totally moving away from them is that you have that maintenance you do have that um you know you're dependent on somebody else for what they will do to that software and you're also um it's not so easy for you to fix things along the way you end up fighting with it i think in the long term so mm. I, i've got to the point now where i've got clients that are now 10 years who who haven't really paid me anything so I, uh, to update their sites in any real way. So we've not been able to change out their technology. And some of it started to fall apart. Some of it's not, uh, you know, working any longer. And that's the risk with any page builder is it, you know, you, you've got to rely on it working and being around. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really interesting. So I think we've probably just agreed here that page builders are actually the scourge of the uh, the internet. <laughs> Except <laughs> for all of the things that we're about to say, um, <laughs> yes. because there's an awful lot of positives, isn't there? D did we go through that whole list of negatives? Have we done all uh, of that? I, I think we. I don't know actually. I think we probably uh, covered. I think. Yeah, there's a there's a whole it. bunch of things which David wrote down, which I then responded to, and. We've we've broadly, I think, covered most of that, but uh, I'll put them. I'll copy and paste it, most of it into the show notes, so you can see our full thoughts there. Yeah. So shall we? Uh, yeah. So we'll counter this argument, shall we, with the um, the, the other side of the equation? So um, the thing I put down is something is better than nothing, and mm -hmm. it brings more people online. So just having page builders, you know, it's just allowing. It's what WordPress's mission is, isn't it? Um, you know democratizing publishing so yeah i mean it allowed me to do things that i could have done but in my case it probably would have taken me significant amounts of time yeah so you know just dragging things onto a canvas was so much more straightforward than having to come up with all the the divs and figure out the css that would belong there and blah 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 so yes i think something is definitely better than nothing and you know, it's not a lot of money. The site licenses for these things, WordPress is free. The licenses for the the number of sites that you may get, generally speaking, if you're doing this for a living, it's a, a very affordable way to, to have a tool in your back pocket that you can throw out websites. Honestly, in some cases, in a matter of hours, if it was a teeny tiny little website, you could totally do that. Yeah. And for me, you know, I think having a page build allowed me to build things quicker than I could do with my coding skills as they were then. Right. And even though I'd done it before, I, it, it wasn't enough for some of the clients. And there was a real benefit being able to bring this way of um, allowing clients to be able to edit because they had a page builder. They could go in and make their changes themselves in a way that kind of uh, made sense to them. So there was a demand for that. Uh, interestingly enough, it's that uh, which is turning me a little bit away because as I realized, Sometimes it's just a lot easier for the client to give it to me to put in 
rather than them <laughs> yeah, learn no, it. That, but that, but yeah. still for a long period of time I don't I, I don't think I would be around if it wasn't for page builders I don't think I would have kept a business going yeah wouldn't have got through yeah because it did allow you to suddenly turn out websites for a yeah a, for a fee in a very short space of time yeah I, I agree with your the, the the fact that it, it was very beguiling to clients that you could show them the UI and they could mm. really get a hold on that really quickly. You know, no more short codes, no more surprises. Mm. Well, how did that even get onto that page? What did I do? How how is that there? Um with a page builder it was just so obvious. Anybody could grasp it. And I remember showing mm. in my case it was Beaver Builder to quite a range of different clients at the point of trying to convince them to to come onto mm. my um, into my business and I would build the site for them. And in, in every case, there, there was a real sense of, wow, okay, that's <laughs> yeah. really easy. That's not what I've been used to. Uh, and you'd just say, well, yeah, you just drag this thing in and you can see now that you change the text over here and so on and so forth. And a, a real sense that, wow, okay, now I can do things online. You know, now we've got SaaS that does all of that as well. So it's it's probably less surprising to clients yeah. you know i don't suppose there's going to be many clients who are going to go whoa look at that you can actually edit it on the page but it, for a period of time that was a really compelling thing i think oh absolutely and it seemed you know it seemed what people wanted and now i've i guess with maybe eight years of experience with with clients doing it i've realized it's maybe not what they want actually or not always some will but i think you know in many cases um they're going to forget you know, it was a wow thing for them in the first place. And, and I still have it. In fact, a recent client I've had, I'm taking them down on, uh, and not on Word, well, in fact, I'm using WordPress, but I'm actually flattening everything so they won't get access to uh, the display. And when I was saying you've got two options, we either go the kind of WordPress where you can come in and see it, or I take care of it and do your updates for you. And I could feel this you know, that they weren't quite happy with the idea that it would be dependent on me for their content updates. Yeah. Mm. But there was the other side was where I'm saying, well, actually, while I'm going to build you, though, you could take away to anybody, not somebody who knows WordPress or anything, and it will or it will live on forever if you get rid of me, you know, so yeah, yeah. that was the, 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 the upside to it. But yeah, it's it's still there. And I think there are some people who would just need an interface, you know? Yeah, I think I think it's curious. And uh, whilst we're trying to, obviously, on the whole, uh, in this part of the show, we're trying to give the, the benefits mm. of page builders. I do think it was, it was interesting to me, at least anyway, that most of the clients that got enthusiastic about it, the page yeah. builder, really didn't interact with yeah. it. It was just, yeah. it was almost like it was a sales tool. Look, should you get interested in building your website pages and amending things then look how simple it is but on the whole you know the, the phone would ring and they'd say could you just could you change the telephone number yeah. or whatever it may be and you just think actually do you know what we did we did tell you how to do this but okay it's fine it's probably easier for me to do it so i agree um yeah. and also i guess i guess in a sort of in a certain sense you make your business you protect your business a little bit more if yeah you maintain that kind of mystery about how the website is created. You know, if, if the client doesn't know how to edit things, then yeah. at least they're going to phone you up when the changes are needed, even though that might be a little bit annoying. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, build speed. I mean, let's take, for example, I mean, on one hand, it sounds ridiculous if you just wanted to create a landing page for, um, you know, it, and it really didn't have any functionality on it. It really just had the images, buttons and text and, you know, a form or whatever. Um, 
you know, it seems crazy that you would stick it on something like WordPress with kind of half a million um, lines of code and then stick on a page builder with probably the same again and various plugins for this one page. But <laughs> if you do, it's so much quicker, isn't it, than having to go the HTML and stick that up. And if it's only temporary for a campaign, you know, that build speed is probably all you need. Yeah, that's a really uh, good point. I mean, especially with modern hosting software, you know, and also yeah. things like, I don't know, Cloudways or whatever, where literally 10 seconds yeah. after pressing a button, you've got yeah. yourself a website. Yeah. That That is incredibly persuasive, isn't it? And, uh, you know, like you said, if it's a disposable website, especially, or if it's a, a landing page or whatever it may be, yeah, the, the speed of deployment of that, and especially WordPress because of the ecosystem around it, you know, all the development tools, the fact that there's managed WordPress hosts that will just get you up and running in an instant is yeah. is just great. It's really, really compelling. I think that's yeah. a, that's a really good point. And and the page builder, I guess I'm talking about myself, I guess, to on this one, but it can be a stepping stone to better development. You know, you 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 start with something like it, it can work in reverse of course it can stop you developing more because you've got it so easy but i think sometimes it can be just a way in for people to get started and produce something pages a website in the easiest way and then slowly pick up bits of coding skills as they go along yeah it always surprises me at the page builder summit how many of the attendees when you get into email chats with them or whatever it might be how many of the attendees are really novice um so th they've got a, a, a business that they own they require a website but as of this moment they don't really have the the capacity to get somebody professional to do it and so they show up and they discover all sorts of new things at that summit and but it but the, the point is it's it's empowering a whole load of people who otherwise would have just said, "Well, I'm not having a website then. If that's the if that's what I need to go through to get a website, I'm not doing it." And yes. I think that's the exact thing that the, the whole SaaS industry has tapped into as well, isn't it? You know, the likes of Squarespace and Wix is that uh, I'll shell out a little bit of money, press some buttons, change some text, and and I'm done. And I, I think that that has been that has been created that whole class of people who've built their own website has has been created in the last 10 years by page builders and you only have to look at the data you know the growth of wordpress i think it's fair to say has in the more recent past in the last 5 years been largely driven mm. by the adoption of page builders mm, yeah yeah i mean i, I think it's definitely a stepping stone i think you know, I mean, both of us would agree that we were both hobbyists who dabbled in this kind of new webby stuff. And you just kind of, that's how it turns out to be a job. And for a lot of people, that's been their routine, isn't it? With page builders. Yeah, yeah. But it's curious that you, you're about to do an about face on that. And I know you haven't really got fully into that yet. But it, yeah. I'm, I'm curious as to, I wonder what level of, I'm going to use this word, and it's not really the right word, drudgery um will will be born by you in doing that and i know that you're excited about doing things manually and writing your own code and all of these kind of things but i i do wonder if in a few years time there'll be some part of you which says oh do i really have to do this again um you know wouldn't it yeah i've got to upload this image to some s3 bucket or whatever it might be wouldn't it be <laughs> yeah. better if there was a ui where i could just literally drag it in and all of the optimization will be taken care for me and all of that 
I wonder. It would be interesting to see in a few years' time when you've really stopped using PageBuild as where you're at. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think I always have to be mindful of the fact that you just it's not one or the other, really. I think depending on the job on the client and the overall what you need to be I can think of plenty of examples where a lot of the arguments I've got against the page builder are just not relevant really you know a page builder might be the best and quickest way to get this thing going so I'm not I'm not definitely all out it's just a direction a challenge for me to kind of step away from them mm. and I clearly there are negatives with it so yeah but um yeah and uh, uh I'm not sure. Yeah, I guess it depends on your talents here, but initial build saving could be key for a lot of businesses if they do. I mean, I've definitely had clients who won't pay what I need to, but they want to get up. And I think, okay, well, we can take you one of the templates and just amend it. And that's what you get. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder wonder what the, the data is across the industry. I wonder if the cost of websites has been driven down by page builders over the recent past. So, you know, if you go back 10 years ago, um, the, the fees that you could charge, I wonder if the, let's say, okay, let's just pluck a figure out of thin air, let's say $1,000, right? I wonder if it was easier to charge $1,000 before page builders for, for, the, for something broadly similar than it yeah. is now. I wonder if it's crept in that people know, well, I can do this. Yeah, there's a page builder. You know, you just drop in a template and you're off to the races. I, I, I wonder. I wonder if there's some some cost benefit that's gone in the wrong direction for us all. Or if we're just trying to push different services now, you know, SEO, speed optimization, core web vitals, knowledge, all of that kind of stuff. Or there is perhaps going to be a topic for future chat, which will be about whether the the kind of prices are remaining up what's being charged, but the, the skills and the quality required to do the job are lowering. So our How clients getting ripped off. How dare you? I know, but it's it's a topic. I think yeah, for yeah. the future. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else in that little laundry list there? You've got visual designers don't need to be dependent upon developers. Yes, I agree yep. with that. Um, uh, collaboration is now possible between coders and non-coders. Yeah, that's really interesting because I I really wouldn't class myself as a as an out and out coder. You know, I can I'm I'm dangerous yeah. with PHP and usually at breaking it, I can sort of figure out my way around various bits and pieces, but. Um, yeah, it's definitely allowed me as a, let's say, non-coder to to talk to other people and to get things out of my websites that I wouldn't have been able to do had I not had a page builder. Yeah. I mean, one of the most enjoyable days I've had, you know, doing this job was working with somebody. And I, I used to try and fit people into a day when we were going to kind of actually do the visual building of it. And, you know, we were working together at the same time because of the page builders allowed us them to be able to upload certain photos that they wanted and I would adjust them. <clears throat> and that would never be possible under the new system that I'm going. There's no way that they can be in there with the code there trying to add the stuff in. So, it, you know, there are some real, that, that kind of cooperation was lovely, you know, but it's, you know, most of the time it's not going to work with clients anyway. It's interesting, isn't it? Because rewind the clock several years, we had loads mm. of podcasts where, where we talked about your new your new way of building websites <laughs> and the do it with me approach and all of that. And, yeah. uh, and you know, you were very enthusiastic about that. So let's let's fast forward a couple of years. I wonder if we'll be having a conversation where you are saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you remember the time when I used to talk about not using page builders and blah, 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 blah. 
um, and I was sort of straying away from WordPress. And yeah, it'd just be interesting. It's interesting what yeah, it's interesting what comes up out of it because if I think about it, the frustration with that wonderful, joyous build that we had when we were doing it together is the fact that. I wish we'd have spent more time at the beginning thinking about what the aims were for this website. Yeah. Because you know? yeah. it would have done better if we had. So I guess that's what's led me a little bit back to the code. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's it's an interesting journey, isn't it? I think you've got uh, a really nice point. The very last one on your list is the weakness of page builders today may not be the weaknesses of tomorrow. And I think that's that points to yeah. like light at the end of any tunnel, really. That yeah. e even if you've got something that you can moan about, about, your page builder it may do something in a way that you wish it didn't or it doesn't have a particular feature that you wish it did doesn't do grid blah 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 there's nothing yep. to stop tomorrow's page builders doing all of the things that you wish so you know there's that that that's exactly it and they get better when performance hit people got better at trying to keep them slimmer you know um uh, it's not in WordPress yet, but I'm sure it will come. It's definitely a web flow that they've been able to adapt their uh, interface so you can use grid. So when it's moved from, so you've got flex and grid that you can use. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, you know, I'm kind of moving away from, um, I guess, from my own skills and the present moment, but with one eye to the fact that the technology in those page builders is likely to improve and, you know, I may have to turn around again. Yeah, and I, I I think you're quite, well, not quite good. I think you're really, really good at being introspective about this. And so, you know, you, you've come up with this idea that I'm going to gonna try life without page builders. I've had a decade or more with them. Let's see what it's like. And But I don't, I don't think you're a closed book there, are you? You'll give it a go. And if it doesn't work, yeah, see, what's, exactly. see what's in the market. You never know. Maybe in development right now is the ultimate page builder for David Wormsley, the David Wormsley page builder. I don't know who's developing that, but it may, it may be on the cards somewhere. Um, I just wanted to end on a little thought, which is there are some there are some solutions at the at present, and I'm going to mention one, Pine Grow, which mm. kind of feels like a nice happy bridge. Although I know you you're probably not going to be using it, but if you like page builders, but you also quite fancy doing it yourself. Well, obviously, there's blocks for one thing. You could do it that way. You could use the block editor and try to build things up in that way. But also, yeah, I just wanted to mention Pine Grow as a bit of a bit of a bridge between. Okay, I don't really want to use a page builder, but I want to use the code. And oh, I don't want to write the code, but I want to use a page builder. Some it's kind of a bit of a tool in the middle. Oh yeah, I'm pleased you mentioned that. I mean, I've I've been watching so much of the Pine Grove stuff because I really like the person behind it and the way that they think. <laughs> and uh, even though I'm not going to go down that route, it's not the David Wormsley page builder. No. It isn't, but yeah. it's a fabulous tool, and I think the people behind it are great. So I'm yeah. quite happy for that to be called. Yeah, yeah, I don't really use it either, but but hat tip to them for coming. So it's finding a new area. Yeah, to, exactly. to put themselves in so yeah so the the, the jury's out um there was our conversation our thinking the unthinkable all about our page builders the scourge of the internet <laughs> i don't know what we've decided there i guess they're use, not there's what's right for you you know um exactly do we know what's coming up next time oh we don't we haven't discussed it but no. do you want to throw in as it's a sort of follow-on although it might be a bit boring but the you say can we do without wordpress yes should we do that let's do that one Let's add that into our show notes. So next time we come, it's going to be, do we even need WordPress anymore or something like yeah. that? So, okay, yeah. for today, David, thank you. That was great. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Cheers. 
Well, I hope that you enjoyed that podcast. Always a pleasure chatting to David Wormsley. This, our Thinking the Unthinkable series, is turning into a bit of clickbaity fun, but I hope you enjoyed it nevertheless. If you've got any thoughts about page builders and whether they indeed are the scourge of the internet, why not head over to wpbuilds.com, search for episode number 317, and leave us a comment there. That could be something that you agree with or disagree with. Feel free to leave us a comment. Alternatively, wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook will get you into our Facebook group and you could search for the thread there. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more by going to go.me forward slash WP Builds. And we truly do thank GoDaddy Pro for their continuing support of the WP Builds podcast. Okay, just before we fade in some really quite strange cheesy music this week, just a little reminder, two events coming up, the URUX show on the 14th of March. You can fill out the form at wpbuilds.com forward slash UI and hopefully get your site on that show. And also, we've got the WS Form demo walkthrough with Mark Westgard, myself, and Bob Don. That's happening on the 15th of the 3rd. Bookmark that. We will hopefully see you there. All that it remains for me to do now is say, well, stay safe. Thanks for joining us this week. Cheesy music fading in. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>